Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week, we wrap up our series, Read Scripture. Dallas Greenaway sums up a few core principles for reading the Bible, and then we get into groups to study through Romans 5, verses 6 through 8. Feel free to dig into the passage on your own. We hope you enjoy the message. So as we mentioned earlier, we are in the last week of our Read Scripture series, appropriately titled, I know it's been a lot of fun, hopefully for many of you in the room, appropriately titled Read Scripture because... That's what we're doing. We're breaking into groups and we're reading the Bible. So it's been really, really fun. In just a few minutes, you'll see, this is for those who haven't been with us or maybe you've forgotten, uh, but we're going to break into groups of like five or six people in each group. Um, if you've got a big, small group, try to break it up into maybe two littler, small groups. And we go through a passage of scripture. Today, we're going to be in Romans chapter five, verses six through eight, if you want to go ahead and turn there. And we're going to read through those three verses in those groups. Then you're going to answer five questions, five questions that we have had on these handy-dandy bookmarks for the past few weeks, and you can still get one this morning. Uh, I'll probably have this whole stack in my office until it runs out or uh, gets really dusty and I got to throw them away for whatever reason. Um, But these bookmarks have the five questions that we've been asking about the scriptures that we're reading together, and uh, they're really simple. The first question is this, it's what does this passage say? So literally after you've read this passage from the scripture, you're just talking in group about, hey, what did we just read? Like very surface level, given in like layman's terms, normal people normal human terms. What did we just read? The second question is where you start to interpret. It's what does this passage mean? That's where you start to dive a little deeper. Okay, based on what we read, what do we think this is actually saying to us? Uh, And then the next three questions are kind of similar, just asking, hey, what does this passage say about God? Pretty straightforward. What does this passage say about people? Again, pretty straightforward. What's it saying about us? And then the last question of the five is how does this passage call me to live differently? So what's kind of the next step? Is there something that this passage just wants me to know? Or is there something the passage is calling me to do? Or is the passage wanting me to change my mindset on something or pray about something? Uh, What is the passage calling you to do? And really, what is is God calling you to through that passage? So we're going to break up in just a minute and do uh, do this Romans 5, these three verses right here for this morning. But before we get there, I do want to remind us of a couple things that we've been talking about re- related to reading Scripture. And when you uh, dive into it, what should you be going after? The first thing is this. From the first week, we kind of did this setup. Uh, I talked about the difference between transformation, heart transformation, and information. A lot of times when we go to the Bible, uh, some of us go and we read it or we study it or we memorize it just so we can know more. And while knowledge is important and information is important, that is not the end goal, nor nor should it ever be the end goal uh, of us reading the scriptures. We ought to be going to the Lord, asking for him, not just to help us know more things, but to actually let those things transform our hearts, our souls, our very, uh, the the way that we live and the way that we think, the way that we talk. Our, Our whole lives ought to be being transformed as the Holy Spirit is using the words from scripture uh, to transform our hearts, not just to puff up our our minds. So we talked about that the first day, that transformation over information. Uh, and then last week, Brentley did a great job of describing uh, engagement versus achievement. That sometimes when we read the Bible, we read it to just check off, hey, we did it for the, for the day. Or if you're like me, maybe you've tried to read through the whole Bible in like a year or in a certain amount of time. And this is where uh, I used to be when I was in middle school and into high school, uh, where I would start reading the Bible. I would be like, okay, January 1st, I'm going to read Genesis 
Genesis and read a couple chapters in Genesis or whatever, and I'm going to get through the whole Bible this year, right? And then maybe, let's just say, this is probably being really generous, but I would get to Genesis 30, okay? There's like 50 chapters in Genesis, and I get to Genesis 30, I'm feeling pretty good, but then I go a week, and I didn't read. Or I go two weeks, and I didn't read. Or I go three weeks, and I didn't read, and I'd be like, okay, well, time to get back to it. But in my mind, because I was so achievement-based, I had to start over at Genesis 1. I don't know why. It's just a thing I had. And I uh, probably still do that in little quirky ways, maybe not with the Bible, but other things. But, but in my mind, it was far more about, no, I want to do it, and I have to stick to it, and I have to get through it, and I have to, it was way more about achievement than this other word that Brentley talked to us about, engagement like really engaging with the scriptures. Hey, Lord, what are you saying here? I'm not just coming to the Bible so I can check it off, but I really want to engage with your word. I want to engage with you. Holy Spirit, open up my mind, open up my heart, shape me, transform me. It's more about engagement than it is achievement. And then these last two words, these two words are not in contrast. Uh, They are new this morning. Uh, Maybe you've heard of them before, but in talking about the Bible, we're going to use them for the first time this morning. Uh, The two words are unhurried and uninterrupted. Unhurried and uninterrupted. These are words that a friend of mine, uh, a mentor of mine, it kind of gave to me a few years ago and has changed not just the way that I read the Bible, but the way that I engage with God, period. And here's the idea is we always like are, can be on to the next thing. And sometimes maybe you've found in this series even that, hey, Bible reading doesn't have to take a long time. It doesn't have to be this really difficult, intense thing. And that's great. I, I, that's part of the intent of this series. But one of the things we want to avoid is so, all right, so set a timer for five minutes, read the scriptures, and then get on to the next thing. But what if you gave yourself some space? If you know, hey, it's going to take me five minutes just to read the passage, maybe another five minutes to pray through it or think through some of these questions. Well, that's 10 minutes. What if you gave yourself like an extra five? And you gave 15 minutes where you know you'll be able to really sit in it, engage with it, seek God on, hey, what does this look like as far as transforming my heart and my mind? What if, what if you were able to find some unhurried time, whether it's in the morning or at night, or maybe you can read in the middle of the day where just you and God can sit there and be, and you don't have this pressure of getting on to the next thing. That's really shaped how I approach the Lord and the scriptures. The other idea is uninterrupted. How many of you have siblings in the house? How many of you have dogs or pets in the house, right? They need to potty, need to eat, need to have their, their beds changed or whatever, right? Uh, we got chickens now, so maybe you got chickens and you got to take care of them. Uh, but, but there's always something. That's not even getting into, you know, chores that your parents may have for you to do or schoolwork that you have to do or some sort of work over the summer. But there's always things that are vying for your attention, that are trying to interrupt what you're doing and maybe even trying to interrupt your time with the Lord or in the scriptures, what would it look like to find some space, find some time during the day where those things can't quite get to you? Maybe put on some like noise-canceling headphones, right? Or, or if your AirPods have that kind of power, then go for that too. But unhurried, uninterrupted, you're not on to the next thing, you're not being bombarded with the things of the day, so one of those things might be your phone, just put your phone away, because that's interrupting a lot of your brain space, even though you might not want to admit it yet, but those two words are very, very powerful, and have kind of transformed the way I approach the scriptures over the last few years, and they might sound like no-brainers, but if you're not intentional about doing those things, then the unhurried and uninterrupted may end up being the opposite of how you would describe your time with the Lord and in his word.